Welcome to Makumar Show. Welcome to Makumar Show, where you can achieve your goals at a lightning speed. Welcome to Makumar Show. Welcome. I am extremely excited to have my dear friend Elizabeth Pampelon on this podcast. She is truly an engaging speaker and successful entrepreneur, and also, in my opinion, she's a master networker and a trusted business advisor for over 20 years she has a lot of different experiences as far as the email marketing goes and other platforms that she's been on i think you're going to truly amazed by the information that you're going to learn in this podcast we're going to deep dive into a particular topic that a lot of people have issues problems concern and they want to improve is called social media you want to make sure that you pick the right platform to be on because there's so many different ones out there but which one is the one right for your business which one is the one that's going to give you a lot on your investment more importantly in when it comes to investment your time which one you should spend more time on it that you can get a lot back out of it because the last thing you want to do let's just face it you don't want to spend two three hours on a particular platform social media wise and then you get nothing out of it like literally i think who wants to do that so in this podcast we're going to share with you a lot of deep diving secrets that a lot of successful entrepreneurs use when it comes time for them to pick the right social media platform whether it be a facebook whether it be a twitter whether it'll be instagram whether it be a pinterest youtube so on and so forth because not all of these platforms you want to be on you want to pick the one and only one and go right into it because that's the one that's going to give you more clients that will pay you money because at the end of the day if you're an entrepreneur small business you want to invest your time in something that you're going to get something back out of it so without any further ado let's get right into the podcast i hope you're ready because i am extremely excited and in this podcast i also learned ton of information which i didn't know about it so without any further ado let's get right into the podcast all right, Elizabeth, welcome to another episode of our podcast. So how is your day going so far? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm really, really happy to be here and talk to you about a topic that we are all so eagerly waiting for. It's called social media. So mm. let's start off with it. I know some people have probably have some mixed feeling about it. Some people who are just starting off, entrepreneur, business people, small business people, there are some might be on the fence of it. It's like, I want to do the whole social media thing. And they're like, ah, oh, not really. It's not for business. So let's start off with somebody who is, let's start with somebody who is an entrepreneur. Just getting started, whether they should get on social media first or should they uh get a website first so two different worlds so you got the website world and you got the social media so which one would you recommend they would go venture out first there isn't a first okay. uh, i believe that you should do them together and the reason you do that is so that your messaging is the same on both and that your branding is the same on both 
so that when someone goes to either place, they see the same type of experience as far as the way you're represented online. Okay, great. But let's just say somebody who may or may not have the finance ability to do do the whole website world part of it. Is there mm -hmm. a reason why you feel so strongly that like you need to find the money to get a website first or get the social media first? And I know I may be repeating myself. You already answered it, but I'm just trying to harp, uh, trying to make it easier for people who are like, hey, I'm Mark Kumar. I'm just starting out. I'm an entrepreneur. I got this idea that mm -hmm. I want to make some money off of me, but I have a very limited funds. Should I go onto the social media side and invest my money in it so that way I can get some client right away? Or should I go to uh, my website world in which like, hey, create a website, create a sales page, so on and so forth? I actually would say the website because the social media stuff you can definitely do on your own, and I think that's some of what we're going to cover today. The social media stuff should, in, in your first couple of years, be free. And when I say do them at the same time, I mean, work. if you're not familiar with how to build websites, you know, work with someone to build a website, you know, for you or with them to, you know, build a website and then use the money for that because that's a lot harder of a job to kind of figure out if it's not your forte. And then if you don't have any money left over or whatnot, you can do the social media on your own because there's not really a lot you have to do with social media. There's a lot people tell you you should do, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it. So it's kind of like, you know, if you buy a house and they're like, oh, we got to replace the windows. Yep, those floors need to be redone. Yep, you got to get a fence. Yep, you got to resod your yard. Yep, you got to get a new roof. You could do all those things, but if they're perfectly fine, you don't have to do all of them. So with social media, you can have a very simple free account that you can manage on your own, but you don't have to do all the things that people say you have to do. So there's kind of a fine line between, you know, what's, what's out there and what you can do versus what is kind of your base foundation for actually having a solid social media presence that will actually help you in business. Okay, great, great. And um, so because social media is such a wild wide wide range mm -hmm. which particular platform do you recommend a person who's just starting out tap into it whether it be facebook instagram or youtube or there's so many others that but these three mm -hmm. are on the top of the line so which one would you recommend the person to start off with that the, that's going to be the most easiest to learn because every all three different platforms, which one I mentioned, which are Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, they're all different and they have a different learning curve. Which would be the easiest one a person should tap into first and why? Yeah, I, I actually don't usually approach it from what's the easiest because there's actually a different piece that you need to look at even before you get to that part. And that would be going back to your branding. Who is your target market? And if you can find out who your target market is and you know that really well, you know that customer avatar really well, then you can actually choose the correct social media that's going to be the most beneficial for you. And then you may only need one social media account or two social media accounts to make it really, really successful for you. 
Um, I don't believe everybody should be on every single site because, for example, I used to run a computer repair company and we mostly catered towards um, like older people in like old like um, senior communities and you know in independent living communities and people who went to senior centers and stuff like that. Those people are not on Instagram at all. They are not on Twitter at all. And so having those accounts was just a waste of time, a waste of resources, frustration for me to try and figure out how to work these platforms when my ideal client, the person I really, really wanted to work with the most for that business, was nowhere to be found on any of those platforms. You know where they were? They were on Facebook, but they were in person. And so I devoted a ton of my time to outside of off, you know going offline and doing marketing and networking and things like that because that's where that person was some of them were on Facebook and Facebook was actually very successful for me because I would have their children find me and then they would send me to their mom or their dad you know from that so um, that was successful in that way but on, I didn't get anything out of Instagram I put a ton into it I didn't get anything out of Twitter I put a ton into it and it, it was really interesting to see that it really does follow who is that ideal customer? Who are you really targeting? And if, if Instagram is your target, you're looking at, you know, women between 35 and 45. It's predominantly women. And they predominantly follow brands, not people. So if your brand, not a, necessarily a person, but a brand, and you want to promote that brand, and you're targeting women 35 to 45 within a certain income range, then that's your platform. Um, but if you're not, and your target is something else, then or it's slightly older or slightly younger, then there's a different platform out there that's going to be more beneficial to you. Um, let's say you're working with other businesses, and you're a B2B person, and you're not working with a consumer, then you're going to want to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is going to require a lot of your time because it's kind of a time-consuming platform, but there's so much you can do with LinkedIn and it's it's not as difficult to get ads in and do you know get a lot of traction with LinkedIn as it is with maybe say Facebook but your business people are typically not on Facebook because of business reasons especially if you're working with a you know you're looking for other businesses to connect with so they're on there they're on Facebook for personal reasons and when they see business stuff it's not always like something they want to focus on because they're on there because they're talking to their friends or their family or whatever. But when they're on LinkedIn, it's business time. It's time to work. They're looking for those connections that are going to help make them money and in turn make you money. So it really makes a lot of difference who your target market is before you choose the platforms you go on. Okay, that's great. So my question, the next question, mm -hmm. I think what people who are listening, they might be thinking the same way, is let's just look at it from two point of view, obviously, right? You got the... Which is the business to business, which also known as B two B, and then you got customer to business. So, for example, if I am a customer, I go to Best Buy or any computer store to buy something. That would be something that would be customer to uh, business, so as B C to B or B C C, whatever. And then mm -hmm. where computer stores goes to IBM, and that way that would be B two B. So, mm -hmm. if you look at it from those two point of view, let's just talk about a C to B or B to C business to customer. Mm -hmm. I know you said you had a, a computer store which uh, target the particularly older 
folks. So let's start off with like if you want to target a to particular what you refer to as an avatar, if you can help the people who are listening to how should or how could they create an avatar so that way they know like this is the my ideal customer that I want to actually go after. Everybody else doesn't matter because if I can have this particular customer, my life would be so so much easier because I will have no headache. Well, you will have headache, but not a lot of headache, mm-hmm. just a little mm-hmm. bit of headache, but that would be yeah. manageable headache. So if you can help the people who are listening to help them create an avatar, that way there will be, it will be easier for them to say, okay, these are the people that I want to reach to. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a whole nother talk. Huh? <laughs> it's okay. a whole nother can of worms. Um, but, but basically if you've had clients in the past, you look back at who those those best clients were. And by best, I mean the ones that fulfilled you the most, made you the happiest, were the easiest to work with because there was synergy, because you guys connected, because you you had something they wanted and and you know they wanted to pay, you know pay you for that service. So or that thing. So um, those are those ideal clients. So just thinking of like who's the ideal client as far as who has been your best client that you were like, man, if I could have a 10 of those, I'd be great. Um, And then you just base it off of that. You know, you base it off of that person, Um, their age, their gender, their income level. Like you look at all the demographics of the person. And then you look at the psychographics of the person. um, And there's a whole, all this stuff online you can read about. And there's, I do a whole talk on demographics and psychographics because not a lot of people know what psychographics are. They're, they're the um, the mental side of your of your you know customer, um, what they love, what they hate, what they support, um, their political leanings, their family, you know um, how they they were they are with their family. Are they close? Do they not have any family? You know, so it's all of these like what makes up a person. So instead of like your age, your height, your hair color, your like those are your demographics, um, right. you know where you live and all that stuff. What kind of car you drive? Then it's like, well, why did you buy that car? And why do you like that color? And why do you dye your hair? Or, you know, why do you live in a house versus a condo? You know, those kind of things. So those are your psychographics, those why questions. And then um, if you don't have any customers or you've never had a customer yet, you have to look at your competitors and who their ideal customers are. And then decide if that is going to make you the happiest or make you make make it the easiest for you to sell. So if, you know, if you're looking at their ideal customers going like, you know, let's say you want to open up an educational, you know, um, tutoring type of place and their ideal customers are going to be parents with children because the parents are the ones that have the money and the children are the ones who use the service. And then you're like, but I really can't stand kids. Okay. Those are not your ideal clients, and that's probably not the best business for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you don't like the ideal client that the you know that your competitors would be serving, um, then you probably shouldn't have that kind of business. Um, if you don't like you know working with the older clientele, like I loved it because I was like, we can go really slow. I'm really patient. On the other hand, some of my friends were like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not patient with my mom. I don't even know how you'd be patient with. 10 other people's moms. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm, like, I'm like, I love that. <laughs> right. But that was me. Like I loved that. But other people were like, Oh my gosh, I can never do that. And right. so you really have to just find that niche as far as who you work the best with 
but then you have to make sure that your service matches that. I mean, you wouldn't open a tutoring center and say, then start marketing it to senior adults. You know, that doesn't make any sense. So you have to make sure that whatever product and service you're offering matches the ideal client because they need that service. Um, and then you have to make sure you can put that service in front of those people or in the location where those people can access it. Right. Oh my God, this is such a valuable information. That's why I love talking to you because I think I know something. Then you say something I'm like, oh crap, I didn't know that. That's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did I not know that? Like, okay, that's why it's always helpful to talk to people like you are an expert who are like, know a lot more than what the people who don't know, like myself. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm like on on top of my seat here. Like, this is exciting stuff. Like, I should be taking a lot of notes, <laughs> which I am. <laughs> it's always a learning thing. I mean, you're always like learning one thing here, one thing there. And I always... Right. Whenever I speak to groups, I make sure that I teach in what I call a one-room schoolhouse style right. so that it doesn't matter what level you are. You uh -huh. may have heard almost everything I've said, but there will be one thing I've, that I say that you've never heard of before, and that's my goal. Okay. I'm like really, really excited about this whole concept of psychographic, that, which, which you just mentioned. If other people who are listening to this, is there a place that they can find out more about your product? about that or is yes. that a product? Okay. Yes, I have, um, I actually have a link to a freebie about okay. branding and okay. I also have a link to um, a free document as well about um, social media. So all of my, my talks and my little sessions that I do, my workshops, they all have um, a free ebook that I, I basically just outline all the stuff that I talk about. So, so now since we're kind of talking a little bit about branding as well, that I would recommend to go on my website and elizabethpampalone.com and look at the branding. Can, can, can you say it like slowly one more time? Yeah. So people who are like <laughs> driving, like, what, what did you say? Like just slow it down yes, for people. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's, uh, my website is Elizabeth with a Z. And then it's Pam Pal one dot com great so, those people who are like doing 100 miles an hour on a oh yeah on a highway like what did you say let me slow it down so you guys got it now and also if you when you go home i will also put this in the show notes for you just so you know you have it all right great <clears throat> awesome this is like i'm always always excited when i'm talking to you. like this is great information so i want to make sure that people who are listening to you as well they also get to have a benefit of other things that you offer not just what you are have here as well mm -hmm. all right so let's keep on trucking on this uh computer store concept let's just say right so let's just say okay. we have this computer store and elizabeth you are a person who are an entrepreneur and you want to get on social media so now you're deciding wait which one should i go on to so what is the question that you ask yourself which platform is the right for my ideal customer because we have created this avatar we just talked about so how do you go about figuring out that hey this platform is going to get me more of a reach and more clients here is a quick word from our sponsor for this particular podcast all right i want to share something really amazing with you if you have been thinking about getting into podcasts you should definitely take the plunge and go for it and if you have been 
podcasting for a while and your hosting company is giving you a hard time because every time you put out a podcast and you get popular, a lot of people listen to it, a lot of people want to download it. Your hosting company tells you, hey, you need to upgrade to a next available plan in which you have to put out more money out of your pocket. And if you're ready to ditch your current hosting company, you should definitely check out Simple Podcast Cloud. And the reason why you should check out Simple Podcast Cloud is because they offer everything unlimited. You get unlimited shows. You get unlimited episodes. You get unlimited bandwidth. You get unlimited storage. Everything that you want, they have. And I promise you, once you start using them, you're going to be like so glad that you have made the switch. You definitely check them out. Once again, the company name is SimplePodcastCloud.com. Now back to your podcasts. There are a lot of websites, um, and I it's it's actually in my social media ebook. The current data for um, 2019 was released a couple of months ago, and okay. so that's in my ebook as well. But you can go to um, my site, or you can go on Google if you want to kind of check multiple sources. I recommend checking multiple sources, um, and just type in the search. Um, social media demographics okay and then put 2019 and like i said my ebook um also has the current information in it and i i update it every year um and so if you, you check mine against some other ones you'll get kind of an average okay. um, most of them will say something really similar so you'll know you're on the right track and the for example um some of the current data um it for facebook is going to be like 45 to 65 year olds. Um, it's skewing a little older, but then if you look over at Instagram, and it's, it's also men and women, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the millennials and a lot of the um, Gen Z, which is the generation younger than the millennial, um, right. they're, a lot of them are leaving Facebook or they're just leaving their accounts and just not using them. Okay. And they're on, on platforms like um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're targeting those people, that younger crowd, then you're going to want to not necessarily, you might have a Facebook page, but I wouldn't put a ton of like effort into it. Um, but you might not even need it. You can just go with Instagram or Twitter um, or TikTok, depending on what exactly you're trying to do. And again, you're going to match that against the demographics and really narrow it down to picking, you know, one or two that you can really sink your teeth into and really make sure that you get really good content into. And that's the hardest part is coming up with a good content that's going to fit your audience, but also, you know, work with the way that the platforms work as well. Okay. Great. So next question would be, I figured out my avatar. I figure out which platform I'm going to go publish on or use to get more clients who's going to pay me money and be mm -hmm. happy and love me and tell everybody else about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how would I go about or how rather how often should I post on that particular platform 
is there like a set number of time a day or set number of times a week or month that's ideal otherwise people are like oh my god you are like just burning my feet i see your post every other two hours or whatever the case might be so mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that so there was a study published um, um two years ago and it had a couple of things in it called half-lives okay so there was showing what's that called a half-life of a post, which means how long does a post live as soon as you push the publish or the send button. And what they found was that a Twitter post had a half-life of 20 minutes. Really? So it would only be seen for about 20 minutes after the time you hit the send button or the time that it was published. A Facebook post, and this again was two years ago, a Facebook post would be about 90 minutes. And then it would be buried by all the other feed stuff, just like with on Twitter. And then the only one that really had a ton of longevity, and we didn't discuss it yet, but it's got the most reach amongst women across any age group, and that's Pinterest. Right. Okay. So if you're if women are in your target market. And now remember, when I say target market, we talk about ideal client, we talk about avatar, all those mean the same thing. And they are not your only client. They're your best client, but they may not be your only client. So my, for my business right now, I, I do target my work towards women. My, my branding is more girly. It attracts more women. I think about 80% of my clients are women. But I do have a lot of male clients as well, a smaller percentage, but still quite a few, more than I would have, you know, expect. Right. Um, but they come to me because they know that I know what I'm talking about. And like they, they understand the process and they want the same results. So it doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, tar- I'm targeting women. I've been putting my efforts towards them, but I'm still getting male clients as well. So that's why I mentioned that. Um, so even if your target is women, you're not going to probably you know, ignore men completely, but it'll just be a lot less of them that you'll serve. So let's for it say, for example, your target is women. I'm talking any industry. I'm talking any, any kind of business you could possibly imagine is good for Pinterest. You just have to, there's a couple of little tricks that you could know to, um, you can take courses on it and all kinds of stuff um, that you can figure out to work for your specific business. But with Pinterest, the half life of a post are sitting down, Mark. Mm-hmm. 151,000 minutes. Uh, 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 I, uh, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I, wow. Compared to the others, wow. Yes. I, yes. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know, know what to say. Can you repeat that one more time? So in case of yes. people who didn't catch it, and they were like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, the half-life of a Pinterest post is 151,000 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah. We should all go into Pinterest and that should be the (laughs) number one. (laughs) Hundred and, wow. Wow, okay. Yep, it's about, um, I, I did the math on it one time, I can't remember. It's like a hundred and a hundred days or a hundred and 
10 days or something like that. It's a hundred and some I, days. It's like, I, you know, I so think it's, if, it's a long if, time. If, if a person who's an entrepreneur or small business, if they can get like a 24 hours, that'd be ideal. And they will be, I would be happy with if I get 24 hours, a hundred days. That's huge. Like, wow. Yeah. And wow. it's because it's a sharing platform. Um, right. You know, Facebook, yeah, you share something, but the thing is with their algorithms, you may not see it. Right. And with Pinterest, People are constantly scrolling, constantly resharing. If you post one thing on Pinterest, it could be reshared up to a thousand times in a matter of a couple of days. If you post the same thing on, on Facebook, you might get a hundred people to even see it, let alone share it. Wow, I'm going to definitely venture into this, the whole Pinterest thing. I mean, I used it in the past, but I was like, okay, whatever, you know. I didn't think much of it, but after <laughs> hearing that, yeah, I'm going to rethink my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely worth uh, putting some effort in. <laughs> wow. Okay, is there a way to, like, I know on Facebook you can automate the, what you post. Can you also do that in Pinterest or that's not a um, at the it's moment? It's a little trickier, but you don't have to post as often. Okay. Obviously, because you got a lot right. more lunch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. So, so it's not a it's not a feed based. I mean it's it's kind of feed based, but you're not pushing into a feed, you're you're pinning to a board. And this kind of goes back to the, the website versus social media question. Right. Um you know, when, when you talk to someone and they say, oh, you, you know, you're leaving and you're, you're chatting with them and they're, they're getting ready to leave and, you know, you get ready to hand them a business card or whatnot. And they say, oh, can you send me your rates or can you send me more information on that? You just send them to a Facebook page. They're going to have to hunt to find the info you want them to find. Correct, correct. And that's just, you don't want a client to have to like, or a potential client to have to do extra work to work with yeah. you. You want definitely. them to be super, super easy. Yeah, so if you have a website, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Go you're ahead. good. Um, <laughs> if you have a website, you can say, here is my, my rates page. You don't have to hunt for it. You don't have to go to the website. You just have to go to this one page. Here's the link. And there's all the rates. Here's a page with all my services. Here's a page with all of our sponsorships. Like you can send them directly to a page where information lives. But if you could just have a social media page, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you don't really, yeah, information lives there, but you don't really have a say in exactly where they find that information. They kind of have to hunt for it. Right. And you definitely don't want to make it difficult for your potential clients to say, hey, you want to search 20 minutes just so you can tell, mm -hmm. uh, can find out information where I can pay you. You want that particular yeah. checkout, checkout process to be very simple. Like mm -hmm. if you, when you go to the store, you may spend like, for example, if you go to Walmart or Best Buy or whatever, right? You go through it and you shop through whatever you want. But imagine if the cashier say, oh, by the way, you have to go to two lines to the left and then make a right turn and then come back and pay me that doesn't yeah. work <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah so you want to make it as painless as possible and as quick as possible at that point i agree absolutely yeah and you and you like it's the same same thing like if i always tell people too with social media i had somebody tell me that oh, i don't want to be spammy or i don't want to be yeah. you know like the people i hate on social media and i said Anything that you have ever seen as a consumer, and this goes for any kind of marketing, hmm. and this is like my golden rule, anything you've seen on social media, anything you've seen in marketing, 
email marketing, websites. If you hate it, don't do it. Right. If you've ever been to like a supermarket or something and you're like, where are the frozen pizzas? And they're like, they're somewhere in the freezer section and they're not marked. Then you have to walk up and down every single aisle in the freezer section just to find your darn frozen pizza. Exactly. But if someone, if there's like a sign that just says, here are the frozen pizzas, you just go to the frozen pizza sign and look down and there they are. Right. Right. Exactly. So, if you, but you, if you like, as a consumer, you hate it when things aren't labeled. You hate it when things aren't easier for you. If you have to work too hard for it, it's like never mind. Exactly. So like, if you think about, you know, that as a consumer, that that's you as if you do that, then as a business, you have to think about the other side and go, how can I make this easier for me if I was the customer? That kind of thing. Right. I'm like shaking my head here. Everything you're saying, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I don't want to interrupt <laughs> you. I'm like, yep, I agree, good? 100. I'm good. <laughs> So yeah, definitely make it easier for people to get what they want when they get to your, in this case, would be virtual store, website, mm -hmm. Facebook, or wherever the case might be. And then number two, make it easier for them to get in touch with you or more importantly, give you money. But mm -hmm. So, all right, great, great. Let's move on to the next step. So Elizabeth, you have been a great computer store person. You have great social profile on Pinterest because that's the most valuable. Uh, bang for its buck but after a while let's say you've been in the business for two months you're posting stuff and then you're like oh this is great the first week second week oh this is awesome and third we're like i don't feel like really doing it so what should you post or write at that point because first two weeks or even a month person who's like really dedicated they'd be like i want to do this i want to do this it's great amazing stuff and then the enthusiasm kind of gets low and low and to the point where some people just like, ah, it's not worth it. So what do you mm -hmm. do in that situation? You batch. Okay. What do so you So you do a lot just, at once. Okay. When you have that inspiration, when you're inspired and you've got a lot of ideas or, or you sit down and you kind of, you take extra time. So I, I spend a day with my clients on social media. We spend one whole day and we create six months to a year of posts. And that's 365 or I think it's like 270 or 170 or something. Um, so it, it, we create six months or we create a whole year. And we sit for an entire day and the first part of the day is just brainstorming. It's maybe we're not feeling that inspired and we need to come up with some things to write about. And we talk about what topics can we say and what um, you know what themes can we use and um, how many sales posts are we gonna write and so we just walk through all the different things we could possibly do we're right about and then we just get a good set of them so we have like a number that we're aiming for and we get a set mm -hmm. and then we start writing every single post and then we put them into a scheduler okay so I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking because some people are like, "What the hell is batching?" I never heard of that term before. So basically, batching batching is you set down a day or two and you think about mm -hmm. from Monday through Sunday or Monday to Friday, let's just say, because you get the weekend off to spend with your family or whatever you want to do. And then on Monday at eight o'clock, I'm gonna send this information. You write it down on a calendar. On Tuesday at two o'clock, mm -hmm. I'm gonna send this information. Wednesday, mm -hmm. Thursday, Friday. So on Monday, you're doing that for like say an hour for the whole week, and you don't ever have to worry about it or think about it. It's done. 
And then next step is if you want to be more creative or save yourself more time, you can obviously outsource all this stuff. Uh, what are your thoughts on outsourcing your social media stuff? I don't typically recommend that people do because what ends up happening is the person who's writing it, unless they're really good because there's some really, really good social media people, but you mm -hmm. have to find them and you have to be able to pay them because they're usually more expensive. Right, <laughs> um, exactly. But they are really good at what's called matching voice. And that means that when you speak, you have a certain tone that you use. Um, it could right. be certain phrasing you use. It could be certain words that you use. And you don't want your posts to sound not like you. Um, the way my husband writes and the way I write is completely different. I write like a salesperson and he mm -hmm. writes like an English professor. So <laughs> okay. it sounds totally different when you read it. And right. whenever I had him write posts for me um, and I was trying to, you know, before I discovered batching and before I kind of made this whole formula um, around what I do now, I would have him write posts for me because I didn't have time to do them all. And then he would hand them back to me and I would go through and edit every single one. Yes, they were started, but I had to go and edit all of them because he didn't write the same way that I did. They weren't bad. They just mm -hmm. didn't sound like me. So um, I don't usually recommend that if you, if you can find a really good person who can match your voice where you read their post and you're like, I, it looks like I wrote that. It sounds like I wrote that. Um, but if you can't find that or you don't have the money for that yet, then I recommend doing longer batches than just a week at a time because a week will go by really, really quickly. And um, a lot of people think they can't batch for more than a week or more than a month because they don't know what's coming ahead. I tell people to try and plan for the year. And if anything changes, you have plenty of time to adjust your calendar, to go take posts out of the scheduler, put new posts in. Um, you know, let's say something happens in November and you've already planned all the way through December, you can just, in October, you know, most of the time people know ahead of time, like at least a couple days. Um, you know, so, okay, in October, I found out about something that's happening in November. I'm going to take these four November posts and I'm going to move them into January because they're, it doesn't matter when they're posted. They're not specific to November, but then these really specific posts about this new thing that just happened to me today, I'm going to put in November in the slots where those, you know, posts that were just um, information can make, they were moved to January. So there's always ways you can move things around once you've set it. But I try to get people to do at least six months um, up to a year in one day, because if you can get into that role, a lot of people don't realize that once you get on a roll of after like three or four hours of doing it, um, I've had so many people tell me how much more creative and how much more content they can create once they get past a threshold. It's kind of like a marathon runner. You know, you get, you get to a certain point and you feel like you're dying, like you just can't make one more step. But you keep running because you're not even halfway, like you're maybe 10 miles in. And, and you just feel like, you know, I can't make it. I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to make it. And then your body just like takes over and your mind takes over. And it says, we're going to finish. We're going to get all 26 miles and we're going to do it. And right. your body stops being upset with you <laughs> and says, <laughs> I can do this. And then you can run further and longer and, and sometimes even a little faster than maybe you had just been running because your body's not fighting you anymore. And I feel like um, when your mind is able to, to go for a long period of time doing one task, 
yes, you're going to kind of have this, this block or this like fighting back of, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. But then if you keep pushing forward, like I said, by like hour three, hour two and a half, three, three, four, somewhere in there, you're going to have this like click and your, your brain is just going to turn on and like hyperspeed and you're going to be able to create so much more content than you ever were able to in just one hour at a time. Okay, great. Now, my next question is, and I'm just excited and curious and mix of emotion, let's just say, is that <laughs> I, really, I really like the fact that the whole batching pro, uh, process, it, it ha I have used that in the past and it does work. But I'm a little... I want to. I don't want to use the word nervous, but I guess you, I could use it. Where where you say you suggest that you would have like your, your clients, you ask them to create this pro uh, these posts uh, six mm -hmm. months or a year in advance, mm -hmm. right? So let's just say if I'm your client, right? I'm just like, hey, Elizabeth, I come to you. You tell me, Mark, we're gonna have a a day, two, three, whatever the case might be, right? We're going to create all this content that you're going to post throughout the whole year. Come January, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, Elizabeth, that's amazing stuff. Let's get this done. So we create all this content. Now, mm -hmm. when it time comes time for me to actually post stuff on any given day, week, or mm -hmm. month, how do you, number one, tell your clients to do this right uh, on a let's just say january 1st you do this february you do this third march you do this right that's that's great you tell them this is what you should do in order for you to get your social media presence online and stuff like mm -hmm. that but what happens if some people may or may not have time they may tell you i have a time right now because in january i'm excited i'm like this is great but come march they either get lazy like myself, <laughs> like, oh, I'll do it later, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not going to matter, whatever, right? So how do you motivate them? So that this is important stuff for your business. You need to do this. And number two, what systems can they use or follow that puts them accountable to make sure they do it? I hope it's not too much. But well, people who yeah, are listening yeah. might be thinking the same thing. There's a very simple answer. Okay. On the day that we create the posts, mm -hmm. we put them into a scheduler and they don't have to touch it again until a year is done. How do you mean schedule? Like, for example, Pinterest, like the tool that we were just talking about, does yes. it have a scheduler where it just does it you and can, we're done? Yeah, you can schedule to it. Um, like I said, it's a little trickier. It's not a, a quick, you know, uh, something I can just explain really quick quick but there are schedulers that will post to it okay. um but for the most part if you're using any of the other platforms and and pinterest again is going to be one that's a lot less you're not going to have to post to it every day right but with facebook you're going to have to post every day as, as a minimum so um you can there's a, a schedule for everything i mean you can find schedulers for instagram you can find schedulers for facebook and twitter schedulers for linkedin um and so I recommend that you definitely use a scheduler and, um, you know, you don't leave that to chance. You want it to be done and in so that you don't have to worry about it. Right. Okay. So that's why I was like, wait, it's, like, it's a great idea, the whole batching yeah. part. I, I mean, I could do it for two weeks, no problem. And I have done it. But past two weeks, I'm like, 
if I manually have to do them, like I'm not mm-hmm, gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I am not gonna do this, even though it's important yeah. for the business. But you know, there's a whole, whole another side of a human emotion, psychology, and and life event happen: birthday party, anniversaries, or birth kids' birthday function, or whatever the case might be. The number of things. Yeah. That you, when you are in the moment, you may not even think about it until you sit down when you have to like, oh, I actually have to do that, and that oh crap, I can't do it because X, Y, and Z. And that's what I find a lot of entrepreneurs, they, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of us lie in bed at, at night awake. And the last thing we think of, you know, we're, we're like checking off in our minds some things we did today. And, oh, yeah, I've got to do that tomorrow. And you might make a couple notes, you know, on your phone before you actually lay all the way down. And like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. And then your eyes pop open and you're like, oh, my gosh. Dang it, I forgot social media again. And it's like midnight <laughs> or 1. And you're like, well, I can't post it now. Who's going to see it? Okay, I'm going to make a note and do it tomorrow. And then, of course, like you said, life happens and you don't get to it. And that's why I like this method so much is because it takes the guesswork out of it. And then when you do have something exciting or new or different to offer to the social media or to your blog or to whatever it is, then right. you have you can just add it. More is better, but consistency is key. Correct. That's that's where the whole bashing thing comes in handy. That's why, like, if I have to do it manually, I may not be as consistent. But if I have yeah. a system in place, <laughs> it's gonna. Uh, when I'm in like highly motivated for that short period of time, mm-hmm. then I I can get it done. Like no problem. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't sleep, I'm gonna get it done. No problem. And then if I can have a system like automated system where I dump the stuff in there, it will schedule it automatically for me. That's great. So I all for that but if i create it and then i manual let's say on march 1st i go put this in there march 1st mm-hmm, could be sunday mm-hmm. i'm like i don't, i'm not working on sunday and right <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah definitely okay cool all right so what's the next topic and you think of anything else that may have potentially your clients may ask that i can't think of at the moment because i'm so baffled with the whole one year of batching part of it <laughs> Um, I definitely hear a lot of people say, um, that I don't need it. Like I'm good. You know, I don't need that. A lot of people say that about websites too. Um, and, and, or they'll, or they'll give me this, uh, this other thing that they say, which is the opposite end of it, which is, well, it's a necessary evil. I just got to do it. But you know, whenever I have time and they just, they either don't do it at all or they put it off. Um, and they really do procrastinate it to the point where they don't even try. I mean, at least, you know, you and, and even myself, I'm really bad about it sometimes. But at least we try, right? We're just trying. Right. Um, but there's some people that just, uh, whatever. I'll, and they just, in their mind, it's this huge thing that they don't know anything about. They don't understand. And then they just kind of make this monster in their mind that they don't want to tackle. So I try and tell people, you don't have to be on it, but it's helpful. And you don't have to put a ton of money into it, um, but a little bit of an investment can take you a lot further. And you don't have to be on it every day, but if it can look like you're on it every day, it can definitely give you more traction than if you actually weren't on it every day. <laughs> right, exactly, right. So uh, on same, the same topic part of it, where it's like, okay, if I were to do it like manually, I'm motivated. I'm doing it. I'm like 
Elizabeth told me to do this, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> uh, like week two, week three, three months, I'm great, right? And then the whole business side kicks in. I'm doing this crap for three months, and I'm not getting anything return on my investment. Then the motivation mm-hmm. level goes down. Has that ever happened to you? Or if it did, what things or uh, stuff that you tell people to say, hey, you got to stay consistent. Because sometimes when things don't plan out as we want them to, then the motivation level goes down, down, down to the point where like, this is crap. It's never going to work. Right? right? That's where the, right. all the naysayer and negativity comes in. But it's just that it happened. When it goes down, you just one step closer. At least that's my mindset. It's like, whenever I feel like I'm not can, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I can't do this. It's just like, if I just take one more step, I'm going to go straight up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that one and, step and that is has, the one, the crucial part of it. Yes, and I, I do agree. Um, that has happened to me as well. Uh, I used to run a, I used to have a Facebook business page, an Instagram, a Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook group, several of them. Um, and I think that was it. And so I had all these accounts. Um, I started to measure what I was getting from the accounts using my formula and making sure that I was posting on a consistent basis. And I started measuring, like, what am I getting? Am I getting any clients? Am I just getting awareness? Do people just see my posts and it just kind of makes them know about me? And then later they, they book for me or, you know, how is it all working? And I started noticing that I wasn't getting anything from Twitter at all. Like, literally, and I was getting, like, nothing. It was crazy. Wow. So I just okay. took down my Twitter account. And um, I started to see the same thing for Instagram. And I was putting a lot of time into Instagram. And so I shut down my, my Instagram account. And then with Facebook, I, I was getting stuff from it, but it was all coming from my groups. And so I actually just shut down my Facebook page. But this wasn't just me going on, like you said, for three months and then going, oh, okay, well, it's not working, whatever. I mean, this was like years. <laughs> it took oh, me wow. years okay. to get to that point. And years of like capturing data and looking at it. And, and you know, it took longer. I feel like it could take you about a year if you really focused on it. But it took me about two um, to go through this process because I wasn't, you know, as close, as focused on it as I could have been because I was doing some other things and I was, you know, starting a couple of other businesses. And so I wasn't like, okay, I've got to get the social media under control. But if that's one of your driving things, like, okay, how am I going to measure this? Um, you could do it within, I would say you need to give it at least a year as a minimum. Um, and I did two years just so I could make sure everything was good. And I, like I said, I was a little sidetracked on it, but, um, it gave my, gave me that data that I needed to see in one year, what has this brought me and versus the time I'm putting in some of the ones, you know, some of the platforms like, you know, Pinterest or even LinkedIn or something, I might create a year's worth of data for that in a couple of hours because, you know, just doing one platform is pretty, pretty close if you can like do it on a repetitive basis. So I've done this a lot. So I can, a couple of hours, I can really crank out some good, you know, LinkedIn content. And, you know, that wasn't giving me a lot, but it was giving me something versus the time I put in. But with Facebook, um, or with the um, Instagram, I mean, I was putting so much time into it because it's all photographs. And I was buying extra apps and I was buying filters and I had all these extra things and I had all these um, apps that I was using for writing on the pictures. And like there's all this stuff I was doing to doctor the pictures and like make them look better and make them look cool and do videos. And and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm spending all this time. I'm getting nothing from it. (laughs) Right. So 
it was one of those things that I had to look at my data and the way I was using it and see, was it going to work for me? And, and that, in that particular case, it was not. Right. Okay. I guess ultimately what, just like when we created our avatar, we have a set number of uh, goals. We want this mm-hmm. client. So I think we should also do it for social media as well. Just treat like a regular client. So we have Pinterest, Facebook, whatever. So what is it that I want from it? Because from what I know and from my own personal experience and some of the people that I worked with, if you don't have set number of goals, expectation out of it, and you just go blindly, it doesn't work. So let's just say in my case, for three months, I'm going to do this no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal, regardless of what it is. And after three months, if I don't get anything out of it, I'm going to stop because the last thing I want to do is waste my time on a platform that's I'm getting nothing out of it. So ultimately, you need to, people who are listening, set yourself like, how much time are you going to give this particular social media platform before you feel like, rather not even feel like, before you get any data back from it is saying that this is working for you. So what yeah. are your thoughts on that? I think three months might be a little short of a time, might not be enough time to give you a full picture. Okay. Um, typically, like with, with networking, mm-hmm. I say you should go three times. And that might be, you know, three meetings, um, which might be every week. So that could be three weeks. Okay. It could be three months because it's about a once a month meeting. And But with social media, you're looking at it, you know, you're looking at it every day, but in your clients and your potential clients are not. So what you have to do with that is you have to give it like almost double the time. So if you were thinking three months, give it six and let it be out there a little bit longer because Google doesn't really even notice anything about it. And Google does use social media as part of their search platform. Um, So if you only give it three months, Google has just picked it up. And that may be where some of your traction might come from. Someone searching something on Google that you said on Facebook. Um, And so, you know, it's like a less likely form of getting picked up, but it's good content. So when someone searches your name or they search something you've talked about, they might find that Facebook, you know, post or link or I don't know, whatever. So, um, you know, they're just picking it up at that three month mark. So you want to make sure you at least give it a little longer than that so you can really feel like the full effect of it. And like I said, I think a year is going to give you a lot of good data. And that's why I try to do a year in one day so that you're not wasting a ton of time on it, but you're giving it a really good, what I call the college track, <laughs> okay. you're giving it like a good shot. You're putting enough into it where you say, I spent a day on it. I'm not going to be crying about, you know, working on it for a day um, because it was just one day. But at the same time, you've given yourself enough of a time period to really see, um, you know, how it interacts with your other marketing. Is it just one of your touches because you need seven touches in order for people to really recognize a brand or your name or whatever it is you're trying to promote. So, so yeah, I think six months to a year, depending on how, how much you can give it, um, I think would be the the minimums that I would say. Okay. So this uh, whole concept of uh, social media for year, when a client comes to you, or better yet, first of all, 
where can they find out if they want to get in touch with you to get your program? How would they go about getting access to you for that? So uh, uh, you can go to, yeah, you can go to my website, elizabethpampalone.com. And I have a list of all of my in a day sessions. And this is one of them. Um, and there's some information on how, you know, the cost and availability and, and how you get started. Um, I love talking with people to see if it's even a right fit for them because some people just have questions and I love answering those questions because I've had people come to me and say, oh, well, I don't know if it'll work for my business. And exactly. I, always, I always love answering that because I've had realtors tell me, um, well, it won't work for me because the market's always changing and I, I don't know what's going to happen in six months. So I can't even do 12 months. There's no, there's no possible way. And then I, I just, you know, kindly nod my head and say, okay, um, do, does the color of the year go out of style in six months? And the color of the year is the Pantone color of the year, which does, uh, dictates a lot of interior design um, choices for like the coming year. And they say, well, no, the Pantone color of the year is the color for 12 months. And then I say, well, do you post about interior design on your pages and on your you know, platforms? Oh, yeah, sometimes I do. Okay, well, we could post about that. Okay, let's talk about maybe another thing we could post. Maybe um, does, the, does cleaning and, and curb appeal and, um, you know, decluttering go out of style? Does that change within a year? Well, no, no, that, that doesn't change. Okay, well, we could post about that. Um, do you go to the same trade show every year? Well, well, yeah, I have to go to this one trade show. It's like the best one for me. Okay, well, we could post about that. So, so there's <laughs> always something that you can post about. I mean, I've found, I've pulled things out of obscurity that people didn't even realize that they could be posting about, even though they said, they came to me and said, well, this won't work for my business. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So let's just say if I want to say, hey, Elizabeth, I want to hire you to, for my social media one-a-day thing. What do I mm -hmm. get? If you could break so, down a list yeah. wise, whatever. Yes. So it's one-on-one. -on -one, so we work together. So I actually either will go to the client's location um, or we, they will come to me in Florida. So if you want to come to Florida, um, I'd love to you. <laughs> it's a nice warm weather. It would be pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting to winter now. So we're, we're in that time when it's good to come to Florida. It's um, a lot better than 40 degrees. <laughs> Yes, it's about here today. It's pretty hot. Um, so, so yeah. So you you come uh, come to me or I come to you, and we work together for eight hours. The eight hours includes lunch. Uh, I don't let people starve because we got to have mm -hmm. food, brain food. Um, and so the first thing we do, the first couple of hours, we go through the brainstorming process. We come up with what we're going to post. Just like I mentioned with that realtor, that was the first part of that couple of mm -hmm. hours. And sometimes we can come up with it really, really quickly. Sometimes it takes us a little longer. So we have a couple of hours we can kind of use for that brainstorming session. And then once we're done with the brainstorming, we start on the post writing. And I have formulas and calendars and stuff that we start putting it into. And then we have lunch. And then we come back, finish the post writing. And as they're as you know, the client, you, the client would be finishing the post writing because we have to do it in your voice, don't forget. Um, then I start putting it into the scheduler or vice versa, depending on, you know, what we're working on and how it's all planned out. But once we're finished, um, the most, though the minimum we can get done in a, in a day is six months if we get stuck on the brainstorming side or, you know, whatnot. So I, I say six months to 12 months because 
the minimum we'll do is six months. That's, that's very easy to accomplish in a day. Um, but if we are really motivated and, and we're like, we're going to make this work in eight hours um, and we can get through that brainstorming process a little quicker, we can get that other six months in because we're just on a roll and we just keep going. So, And then when you walk out, you have a completed full schedule. All of your posts are in the scheduler and they're already ready to go. And if let's say one is supposed to post tomorrow, for example, um, tomorrow it will post all by itself and you don't have to touch it. Awesome. Have you ever had a client that it took less than eight hours, let's say four hours and you were done with it? No, <laughs> never. Okay. I was just curious because you know, sometimes, sometimes people, when you connect with another person, you're just flowing bang, 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 bang. And you got a lot more done than you realize like, Oh, now what do I do for the rest of the remainder? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and, and there is a, um, there is a law. Um, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but, um, if you have, Oh, Parkinson's, Parkinson's law. That's right. Parkinson's law. Um, if you have a set time to do something, your work will always expand to fill the time available. Oh, okay. So if you have a week to complete a task, even though it might only really take you two hours, you'll use the whole week and you won't complete the task until the end of the week. Ah, right. Agree. <laughs> so, guilty as charge. <laughs> So, um, and it's not just necessarily procrastinators, it's, it's anybody. I mean, it's just right. like the way our brains work. And so if we have eight hours, we're going to get it done in eight hours. Right. If we said we had four hours, we just feel stressed. So awesome. saying we have eight, I know it's a perfect amount of time. I've done it so many times and it's just like the ideal amount of time. If I said we had two days, mm -hmm. we might take the first half of the first day and kind of, you know, talk more and gab and goof off a little and laugh and chat exactly. and then oh yeah we got to do this thing and then when it comes down to the end of the second day we're like oh my gosh we got to finish all this stuff right, so right. if we have the one day and we have the eight hours it really keeps you on a good schedule but i haven't ever finished one super early i wish <laughs> okay but Wishful, um but no no it does it does take eight hours but again it's that parkinson's lot you fill the time um, okay. and it's a good comfortable amount of time too, because I know it's a long day for some people like going a whole eight hours and like using your brain that much. Cause sometimes we don't realize we don't use our brain the whole day. Right. Right. <laughs> we go on autopilot sometimes. <laughs> yes. And this is really like hard brain work the whole day. So you're really using all those brain cells. So pretty much you come prepare, get the stuff done in one day and you go for the next month, six months. You don't have to touch it. You don't have to think about it. It's yep. done. And a lot of people ask me, like, what should I bring? What should I prepare? Like, right. do I need to do anything ahead of time? And I actually tell them to just show up. Bring your computer, bring a notebook and a pen, um, and just show up. Because if people prepare ahead, I've had some people, like, bring a couple of things. And typically, we don't end up using a lot of it, if any. Um, but if they prepare, they get too much in their own head about it. And then they worry about it. And then it kind of gives them a little anxiety, even if they don't want to admit it. And so I try to tell people, I want you to just come as a clean slate. I don't want you to worry about it. I don't want you to think about it. And then when we sit down together, that's when the time starts. That's when your brain can start working on that problem. But until then, consider it done until the day we actually meet and the time we actually start. Okay. 
just in case if people are wondering like elizabeth that's great information i'd love to work with you especially the warm weather that where you live come to florida uh, yes. <laughs> how, how long have you been doing this you know people like uh, i want to work with you i want to make sure you're the right person and yeah i have been doing uh the in a days for officially for about two and a half years oh, wow. um, so, but unofficially for about eight years <laughs> That's a long time. Yes. So you're not just like a spring chicken. I just started two months ago. No. Let's get clients. Okay. No, 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 no. I, okay, I've cool. done this. It's been proven over and over and over. Um, I've done it for myself. I've done it for clients. I've done it for friends and family and nonprofits and for profits and okay, just, cool. just all of them. So awesome. yeah, so I've done it for every business I can possibly think of. I, I know there's ones I haven't worked with, but <laughs> right. I've Obviously, right. There's only so many hours in a day. You got to sleep yes. and, you know, have family. <laughs> <laughs> only eight, right. And that's the other thing about it is like, it's a work day. Like if right. you can spend a work day on it, then you're done. Right. Exactly. So, so if you, when you decide to work with her, it's not something that you're going to be like, Oh, I'm not really sure. You're going to be hundred percent certain the advice the information you're going to get it's going to work for you to make sure and that's when you go to Florida is there an option or maybe you already do this or not do you work with virtual clients so like when we have in this podcast like virtual meetings stuff like that or something that you feel strongly that it's more personal when you see somebody one-on-one I definitely have kept it to one-on-one I've done remote before <laughs> Okay. And so much is lost in translation. Um, having a conversation like this, it's almost like we're talking on the phone. Right. But when we're working on a project like a social media project or any of my in-a-day sessions, um, and even I've gotten to the point where I, I do my absolute marketing week and you give me five days and I give you all the marketing for your business in a year, it has to be in person because I need to see the body language. I need to see when I suggest something, if you roll your eyes or not. And it's, it's not that those are bad things. Like I need to know those things though. So we can get on the right track. And I've had people come to my office and do branding day with me before. And you know, I, when I used to do branding uh, remotely, I would just mm -hmm. make the logo, I would you know, talk to them, get all their ideas, make the logo, send it to them through email. And then I would get this long, just, you know, delay until I get this, you know, response that was very terse and said, you know, something like, well, that wasn't what we were thinking. And I'm like, well, I did exactly what you asked me to do. And then they would say, well, that's not what I meant. And so right. I realized, you know, at, at like five years ago, <laughs> I was getting a lot of those. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just do I not know people? Do I not know my business? Do I not know how to do this? And then I decided. I need to do this in person with someone. What if I could just get their feedback immediately and get that, that physiological response, that, um, you know, audible response, the me looking in their eyes while they're looking at the logo or while they're looking at the, the thing that I've created or the website or whatever it is and look at how they're responding non-verbally. It adds so much to what we can do together because I'm able to say, Hey, I noticed, you know, you didn't look like you really liked that. Or you, you look really happy about that. Is this a good direction for us to go in? And, and people's responses are more honest. And I just feel like it makes us go so much further with whatever it is we're doing, whatever project we're working on. And it gives us so much more 
of an ability to really get to what we need to say, whether it's in social media, in branding, in a website, in email marketing, and we can work so much faster than if I'm waiting for an email response that's just basically them rolling their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. So, <laughs> absolutely. So, so basically, with Elizabeth, what you get, like, if you go to like your local bank, right? You got this local bank that you just go in to cash a check. That would be like your virtual assistant. However, there's another part of the banking. It's called private banking, where you sit down with the person, you tell the person what you want, and the person reads your body language to make sure that whatever funds or financial CDs or whatever that they were offering that fits you and it will benefit you, that's exactly what you're going to get with Elizabeth. Would that be a fair statement? Yes. Yes. And, um, like you know, that is a great example. And I really like to be one-on-one -on -one with people because they feel more comfortable. And like I said, it's just more honest. Um, they can be honest with me. I can be honest with them. I've had many people come into my office, and we've sat down, and we've started a day. And they've paid me the money and, and they're, you know, they're happy to pay the money. And then I'm sitting there with them, giving them advice and coaching them through and helping them make the decisions they need to make. And ultimately it's their decision. I've had some people just say, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't like your idea. And they'll come up with their own idea and sometimes it's better. And I'm excited for that. Sometimes I don't like it that my idea was not good, but Right, Some of my right, ideas exactly. aren't right. Um, but then they made this other idea and it was like, wow, that was so much better. You were right. Like you knew. Right. And then we come to this really great place. But other times they'll say, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do any of it. Not that they right. don't want to do the project, but they want to do it their way. Right. And they don't want to listen to me at all. And I'll say, you know what? I've had to do this a couple of times and it's really hard to do. But I'll say, you know what? That's okay. Um, this is your business. This is your social media, your website, whatever it is. And I, you, you're paying me for my expertise and advice, and I'm just here to offer it. And, and now having people know that it's their, all of their decisions, but I'm just there as a guide if they want me. So you can listen to your GPS, or you can say, I know where we are, and just kind of do the route yourself, right? And you get lost, and, and you get, end up with someone, someone in a ditch, water, somewhere, you know? <laughs> You better listen sometimes. to the GPS. <laughs> sometimes you do, but you go, this looks familiar. I've got right. it from here. Like I can right. make these decisions, right? I can know what to, which way to turn. And right. so sometimes it's good. And sometimes it's like, well, you probably should listen. Um, but I want people to know that like they are still making all the decisions. They're the ones who are still in charge. I'm just there to guide. And it's so much easier to have that kind of tough conversation in person than trying to do it over email or over Skype or something like that. Right. Cool. cool. Definitely. That, I think that's a really good example as far as GPS goes. A person may not know how to get from point A to point C, but they know how mm -hmm. to get from point A to point B. Then you say, Hey, mm -hmm. now, you know, point B, I can guide you to get to point mm -hmm. C faster. Yeah. Or vice yeah. versa. Right. Absolutely. Great. Awesome. As always, Elizabeth, it's been a pleasure. I have learned a lot, and a lot of people have learned, I'm sure, a lot of this inf information. Very valuable. They're going to learn a lot, and if they have any questions, obviously, they can go to where again, Elizabeth, to help find out more about you? Yes, it's, uh, my website is Elizabeth Pampalone. So it's Elizabeth with a Z, P-A-M-P-A-L-O-N-E.com. Awesome.
amazing stuff all right guys if you enjoy this make sure you can let me know or elizabeth know so that way we get your feedback if you have any questions or any topic that you may want to us or me or elizabeth she's going to be having her podcast sometime in the future Mm -hmm. Uh, let us know and then we'll be more than happy to help you out